non-binary person, gentlemen and ladies, tweeter and the monkey man, the audio performance you are about to enjoy discusses casinos and gambling. We do not recommend gambling with money you cannot afford to lose or that is needed to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. Our hosts' past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including his own. All materials presented here are based on actual facts. Names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted to prevent listener boredom. It is, it's me, it's T-R-G, the Ramblin' Gambler. You know, sometimes I think life is just a casino. The trick is to ride and make it to the bell. Hey, let's go all over the world. (laughs) Welcome to episode 101 of our Casino Combat Podcast. If you listen long enough, you can go all over the world and do it at either a free or deeply discounted rate because you are good at the game of casino gambling. If this is your first time here, I am TRG. I'm the ringleader of this circus, but we have a lot of people playing a lot of different parts to make this circus work. We have listeners that contribute a ton to what we have going on as a squad. So if this is your first time, welcome, 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 welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome to join our squad. We are glad that you are here and we hope you stick around. Those of you who have been here a while, you know this. I'm going to tell you something absurd today. I I do it almost every single episode. I say something absurd, something that terrifies and angers people, something people will refute without evidence and claim is a lie. And here is that absurdity. Here is that ridiculousness. You can win the game of casino gambling and win it consistently. Each and every episode, I teach everything I know about how to do that. If your first reaction, if you're here for the first time, if you haven't seen any of my other materials, if your first reaction is BS, if that was possible, why would you give that information away? Why wouldn't you sell it? Yuck. Yuck. Just yuck. I don't want to do that. Because in my mind, it goes like this. I make a bunch of slick content and materials. I create a funnel to pull all kinds of people into a sales pitch that has lots of upsells and downsells that cost me a lot of money. I got to pay a lot for advertising. Some people make a purchase and they don't really understand everything and they lose money and they get angry and, ugh. I come across like a pitch man. I can teach you to be a professional gambler, but wait, there's more. Nah, 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 nah. Look, at some level, If I'm being honest, if I'm being completely honest, I know that I can do this. I know that I can do this well. I have been doing this for years. I have been documenting this for years now for all of you. I make money every month. I know I can do it. I know I gamble for profit at least five days out of seven, and I know I make money each year doing it. But I don't know if I can teach you. I I don't. I I, I don't know your skill set. I don't know your knowledge. I don't know your discipline. I don't know your dedication. I don't know if you can do extreme casinoing. I sometimes hit three, four, five, six casinos in little more than 24 hours to get as much value out of the casinos in a region as possible. If you're new, believe it or not, 
This is reality podcasting. I come to the glorious Casino Combat Studios in Parts Unknown, and I tell you what I know, and I tell you what results I achieved. And if you're new, that's this podcast in a nutshell. We are not going to do Casino Combat 101 today. We do have a website, however, full of resources. Some created by the podcast team, some contributed by listeners willing to help out. At the top of the main page, you will find links to our social media and main Facebook page. We have a great group of people involved here. I mean, the people that helped me behind the scenes, Billy with the great last name and T-Rex. I mean, all of you out there. I mean, the inner circle that's constantly helping, listeners that are constantly interacting. If you have not already, if you've not done this, you are missing out. Join us on the Facebook group that Billy created called Casino Combat Squad. People are, it's growing, it's booming. We are adding people every day. People are doing experiments with the techniques I share. They're reporting their results. They're supporting each other. Everyone is getting to know each other. Questions are being asked and answered. Myself, T-Rex, Billy with the great last name. We will be as engaged with all of you as you would like us to be. And I really appreciate that was that this is growing, that it is becoming an interactive squad. It's not just me to all of you. It's me to you, you to me, all of you to each other, all of us to all of us. That is what we are building. Yeah, Billy built the area, but it takes all of you for it to grow. And I struggle with this part a bit. I really don't like the begging for social media attention that seems to be a requirement of creating online content. I don't really like it. I did it early because I thought I was supposed to. I've joked about it a bit lately, but I'm having a realization. And the realization is that whether it's social media or word of mouth, the thing that grows this podcast the most is all of you. It is every single one of you, whether you are on social media or doing it in person. When you tell people about this podcast, when you tell people that you've done the things here and they work, when you tell people the podcast exists and is enjoyable, they believe you. They believe what you tell them. I'm going to give you some examples today throughout the podcast, but time and again, I tell people that I can teach them to win and they get scared. They get defensive. They think I'm trying to con them. They think I'm trying to take advantage of them some way. They think that I'm trying to push them into the beginning of the but wait, there's more funnel so I can take money from them. But if you do it, they don't think that. In fact, I've tried this a little bit. I've tried to say not I do a podcast, but I've been listening to a podcast about gambling and it's really helped me. People are receptive to that. I think it's a little deceitful. I don't like doing that. I I don't like doing that and having then people, I I feel like if I do, when I do that, I just just tests to see what the reactions are. If people listen, they're going to go, wait, it was the same guy. Why didn't he just tell me? Right? It, it, It breaks the trust barrier kind of right away. If you do it, it works. If you click like, if you click share, if you give us a thumbs up, if you comment in a positive way, people trust that. If you say to someone at a table or bar that you listen and that I've helped your game, that I've shown you a new way of looking at things, people trust that. There's a much better chance that they will check things out. We have loyal, true believers out there. We see you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you more than you will ever know. You can very literally do things that I cannot do honestly. All right, I want to get to the battle plan here. I want to set this episode up for you, but I do have one thing from around the Casino Combat Galaxy. I do have one thing from a squad mate, a very uh, a very important, uh, a very unique squad mate, the Yellow Belt Gambler, 
And the thing about Yellow Belt Gambler is that he's a very good college friend. He was, uh, he was in IT classes with me. We did a lot of things together socially. Just uh, an, an excellent, amazing friend. And found the podcast and, and, you know, I, I remember I got the question from him on social media, you know, are you TRG? And I was like, well, that is a role I play on the internet. Yes, it is. And bless him. He has listened. He, he told me he likes to listen to podcasts from the beginning. He, he listened through the, the overly loud screechy wheels, the, the, the poor sound editing. He's been listening all the way through. He's, I don't know, somewhere in the eighties or nineties now. I got to create more content because he's going to run out pretty soon. But he, he sent me a really cool and amazing thing, and we got to work it into the, the website at some point in some fashion. But he sent me an acronym, a way of looking at the letters K-O-M-B-A-T, combat. And his point was that combat can be an acronym for knowledge and opportunity make betting a tactic. Knowledge and opportunity make betting a tactic. Combat. Not luck, not hoping, not wishing, but a tactic. And that's really brilliant and clever. And, and he told me I could use it, and, and I just did, and I will continue to. It's, it's so incredibly smart. In fact, that probably should be a blog post in some way. He's absolutely right. If you take everything that I teach and, and put it all together, if you make a casino action plan, if you go into the casino with the right bankroll, if you understand positive and negative exit points, if you go to the website, download the casino action plan, fill it out, know before you walk in what you're going to do, you have a tactic. You're not waiting for luck. You're not hoping things go the right way. You're not wishing. You're using a tactic. Brilliant. As I said, absolutely brilliant. So glad that he brought us there. Okay, so what is the battle plan for this episode? We are going to start with a core concepts segment. I want to talk about the tension that exists between bankroll size and table limits. And a little bit about maybe how one might start out and resolve that tension. Following that, I have a new and very important casino wisdom to share with all of you. Um, kind of expanding and you know, turning into an official wisdom, something that I was told that's been on my mind a lot and that I've been noticing situations uh, where it can be applied. And then, of course, we will finish in the virtual VIP lounge. I'm going to give you some observations from and then the final results for the month of October 2022. And if you're thinking, yes, we're thinking we just did September 22. We, we did. So yes, we are doing the time warp again. We absolutely are. Let's get started. I'll join you as soon as the ball drops in the core concept segment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The core concepts of casino combat are the fundamental ideas necessary 
that you've got to understand if you if you want to be, in my never-so-humble opinion, if you want to be good at the game of casino gambling, you have to understand all the core concepts. And I've made that very easy for you, very simple for you. Go to the website. There is a blog post. It is all written out. There is also a playlist on our YouTube channel called Boot Camp. Camp is spelled with a K because core concepts. Concepts is spelled with a K. But the Boot Camp playlist will also teach you without stories, without silly jokes, without all of that, all of the core concepts. And I want to pull one of them out today. And I want to make some points about this because I've encountered just some comments that are not negative. They're honest. And I want to show how you could apply all of what we know here, even from the point of view of these these comments. And one of the core concepts, the one that we're going to lock around today in our episode, is that you need to, to implement the core concepts, to do the things I talk about in the core concepts in their entirety, to implement any of this casino combat stuff in any way, you have to have a bankroll of money you can afford to lose that is large enough for the wagers that you are going to make. That's the only way it works, right? It's one of the core concepts. Have a bankroll of money that you can afford to lose that is small enough or that is large enough to support the wagers that you've decided to make. And we talk often about the idea that at minimum, you need 10 units to walk up to a table and you need to be able to buy into at least three tables. And if you structure your money that way, you probably ultimately will have enough for four tables. And that's the minimum, right? That's that's the minimum starting point. And ideally, that's also the minimum starting point for a gambling trip, certainly, right? You, you, you may need more than three tries. I hope you don't. It's horrible if you do, and I'm sorry. It could happen, you know, probability is that it won't, possibility is that it may. So we have to acknowledge that, but you need this bankroll of money that you can afford to lose, and it needs to size up well to the wagers you, that you are going to make. And the comments that I've received, and not like anybody's like come at me, I'm not saying that, but they've just made the very reasonable observation that that can be a lot of money for some people. And it could be a lot of money for me in certain situations, right? Like if I had to gamble right now on the Las Vegas Strip, I I would have to be a little selective about the wagers that I would make. And I would not, or the casinos that I gambled in or the places I went. If it had to be the Las Vegas Strip, then maybe I'm more bubble craps. Maybe I'm more regular craps. Blackjack is a little more expensive, Gotta kind of be careful. Maybe I'm not doing the Meta Martingale. Maybe I'm not doing that part. Maybe I'm accepting a few more losing days because I'm not going to go that far up on the Meta Martingale scale, right? If I lived in where? Monte Carlo or um, uh, uh, Macau. Everything I've heard says I would find those very, very difficult environments to function in because the table limits from what I've been told, I could be wrong. I've never been to either of those places. I'd really love to see Macau. But I've been told that the table limits at those places are generally large enough that I would not be comfortable doing the things that we talk about doing here. And I know that for some people, the closest casino is... 45 minutes away, which is fine, 
but you can only go after work and after work in almost all cases, or you can only go on the weekend and in almost all cases, the table limits are $25 a hand or up, $25 a dice, to- a dice tossed or up. And the idea that you need to put together a minimum of $750 to even try once is just prohibitive. We have inner circle members for whom that is prohibitive. And that's why, so I, I, I want to respond to that. I want to respond to that concern that you could be in situations where the small set amount of money you can afford to lose, you cannot find an appropriate wager to make. And I agree, I would find that really frustrating if I had a casino very close to me as I do and felt that the bankroll I could put together that I could afford to lose was not large enough to really try to do all of this. I would I would find that very frustrating. I really would. So I wanted to talk about that today. And I wanted to say, is that real? Is that really a real concern? And I want to counter that with, I don't think it is. At least in the sense that if you concede, and I admittedly concede, but if you concede that... Someone starting this whole process with a very small bankroll compared to the table limits at the casino they have most easily available to them is not going to be doing the comps and gifts part of the process as easily or as often that that part's going to be harder to bring in. And as a result, you're going to have to be a little more patient. You're going to have to work a little longer. You're going to be probably a little more disciplined. I'll bet you can almost always actually find a way to do all the things that I talk about. So let's take that concept. You've got a casino relatively easily available to you that you can get in and out of at a relatively low cost with relatively low difficulty. And I'll even concede that perhaps the parking there is too expensive and you have to take public transportation. Because if the parking is expensive, there's probably probably public transportation available in that city. So as long as you have the ability, like, so for instance, you live in Philly. You don't gamble at a level that will get you free parking. The Philly casinos are too expensive. You do have a train system that in about 45 minutes to an hour, to my understanding, will get you to Atlantic City, which has some lower cost options. So you, you might, you're going to have to work a little harder if you want to, if you, have a mismatch between the most readily available casino and the wager size that would your bankroll would support, you're going to have to work a little harder. You're going to have to forego, forego, easy for me to say, some of the comps and goodies, and you're going to have to build that bankroll to where you want it to be so that you can win a larger amount. You're going to have to you're going to have to skip the day's pay thing, I suspect. By which I mean I call my win goal for a visit a day's pay because it represents in historical terms what I wanted to make each day as an IT consultant. That is actually your daily win goal if said another way. I like the day's pay metaphor. It works well. It's communicable in the sense that people understand it, but your win goal for the day may have to be less than a day's pay. And this ties back into that idea of win a small set amount that I talk, spoke about recently. Your small set amount 
could go way, way down. For instance, suppose that you have, and you're going to have to do some scouting. That's part of the more work. I'll admit that. But suppose, like I've seen bubble craps machines where the smallest wager you can make is 50 cents. So we've talked about my little bubble craps experience. Suppose you only had $20. $20 was the bankroll that you could afford to lose and still pay all your bills. So that means your unit size needs to be 50 cents. Okay. Day one of your journey to be a casino gambler is to go to the casino that you have relatively easy access to, relatively cheap bordering on free access to. Go to a bubble craps machine that will take a 50 cent wager. And I'm sure someone's going to write and tell me that in their town, the, the lowest amount is $5. Again, it scales, everyone. Okay, it scales. So we go to the machine that will let us make 50 cent wagers. We put in our player's card. We put in our $5 bill. We gamble at 50 cents unit size. We had 10 units. We try to win five units, right? Which will be $2.50. And we walk away. And if we lose seven times 50 cents, if we lose $3.50, we walk away. So now we have a $2.50 profit and we're in really good shape because we've made 50 percent if you can make 50 percent on your money regularly walking into a casino you've done just fine and you put that two dollars and fifty cents with your bankroll you had a twenty dollar bankroll and now you've got a twenty two dollar and fifty cent bankroll and now you've got a little cushion if you have that seven unit day and you just keep repeating that you just keep repeating that Every day, you have that discipline. You walk in, you win your admittedly very small set amount, and you leave. And I would suggest to you that eventually, you will have a $50 bankroll instead of a $20 bankroll. And now, your unit size goes up, and the amount you win goes up, and the amount of points you win go up. Or you could consider winning twice as much by playing two different games. You could see if they had a fair video blackjack, low stakes video blackjack game. And you could roll that in. And maybe, just maybe, they do start to send you some free play of some type. Maybe it's free slot play because you're playing a machine and so you can't play it in that machine. But, oh, you have TRG wagery uh, slot strategy number one from the ebook Casino Combat Slot Tactics, which you downloaded for free in the Fred section of CasinoCombat.com and you're set because now you're also adding to your bankroll Money won at a slot machine with money that you were given for free. Now, it may take you a while to get to the point where that bankroll does, in fact, support the day's pay you'd like to have. But you can apply all of this with some creativity in a low-stakes fashion, with low-stakes games. You can win a very small set amount to jump off of what we talked about previous episode, 
and put yourself in a situation where over time your gambling journey takes you to bigger and bigger and bigger things. I suppose there is an environment in which this all can't happen. I suppose, you know, but if you think you've got that, if you think you've got that situation and because your bankroll is so small that uh, you, you can't make this work, I'll listen to the pitch. Send me an email, trg at casinocombat.com. Put something in the subject line that lets me know why you're, why you're sending me the email. Bankroll too small for environment, something like that. Throw something there that I can read and jump right, you know, see right out of the, the, the top of my email that it's something I want to take a look at. I will read your email. I will listen to your pitch that your most available environment, you could not implement this. I'll listen to it and I will try to find a way to help you find a way to make this all work. And then, of course, let's be honest. I will then hopefully get your permission to then tell people about your journey or you will come on with me in the virtual VIP lounge and we can talk about uh, your journey and how you did what you did. But if that's a story you think you need help writing, make the pitch. If it's a believable pitch, we will try to get together. We will try to make this all work for you. It will be an interesting, fun challenge and journey for me to kind of walk with you a little bit and, and see if I can help. I hope you found this useful. If you think you are going to try this, if you're going to try, can I take $20 and build a bankroll? I'd love to hear about your journey. Make good notes. Be accountable to someone or something. Deploy the parts of the arsenal that make sense for you. I'd love to hear about that after the fact. I'd hope that this would help you. I hope this helps some of you that have, have voiced that concern that you just can't make any of this work. So I hope that helped, and next we are going to have a moment of casino wisdom. Casino wisdoms normally combine information or knowledge about how casinos work with an action to be taken in specific situations. Always play your free play. That's a casino wisdom. The situation is you've been given free play. The action is to play it through a slot machine, regardless of how small the amount was, using TRG slot strategy number one. And if you're not familiar with TRG slot strategy number one, my slot strategies are available in an ebook called Casino Combat Slot Tactics. It is free. You do not need to be like the uninformed young man. You do not need to be scared that I'm trying to con you or trick you or push you into a funnel where I upsell you and downsell you. You do not need to be afraid. You can just go to CasinoCombat.com, go to the Fred section, find the ebook, and download it. Nothing tricky. Nothing trying to get advantage of you there. I'm not even asking you for your email address. Download it. Take it. My gift to the world. You do need to spell combat with a K, of course. However, that is the trick. The only trick in this whole thing is you need to spell casinocombat.com with a K in the word combat. Other than that, no tricks, just treats. Today's new casino wisdom is a bit different. It's a metaphor. It's, it requires you to find the situations on your own and respond with an action based on your knowledge of how casinos work. We are at episode 101 of our Casino Combat podcast. If you have listened to all or most of what I have said, when you walk into the casino, you know more about what is going on than almost everyone else that's there. 
you are in the upper 90 percentile of information about what's going on. Honestly, and I mean no disrespect to anyone in any job, but there are people that are working in the casino that are barbacks. Great job. No, I know Mika. Mika's a great guy. Great barback, right? When it comes to the customer side of things, when it comes to the gambler side of things, I suspect he doesn't know much of anything. He doesn't have to. It's not part of his core skill set. The people that are walking around the parking garage picking up trash, great job. They don't know what you know. They don't know any of this stuff that I've taught you. You are one of the most knowledgeable people in the building if you even understand most of what I've talked about. You understand which wagers to make. You understand reward systems. You understand perks and benefits of tier status. This wisdom is about applying that information. Today, I want to talk to you about a new casino wisdom. Casino wisdom number 50. Something a very wise man taught me. Buy the coffee. That's it. The wisdom is buy the coffee. But the coffee's going to change, right? It's about seeing places to do this. It's not always buy the coffee. The coffee's the metaphor. Use what you know to help other people in the casino that need help in some particular situation. I, look, I've mentioned this once or twice. In fact, I applied it in a couple situations. But I've come to realize it needs to be an official wisdom. In fact, I realized that I have a story about doing exactly what this wisdom said from years ago. And it needs, I need to constantly, in my mind, I am looking for situations where I can use my, not bragging, your R, where I can use our, that's the word. I am looking for situations where our combined knowledge, where the knowledge we have can be used to be helpful. And it needed to be an official wisdom. And I'm not meaning tie up every casino visit going, who can I help? Who can I help? Who can I? I'm not, no. I'm saying if you remember this wisdom, if you remember the casino wisdom, buy the coffee, these things will just happen organically. I'm going to get to that story from years ago in a minute. Let me give you some other examples. So when you wear the vest, and I, I didn't realize this at the time, when you wear the vest, some of these situations come to you. The vest was an organizational choice to meet a pandemic problem that I fell in love with. I found it looking for something else. I tried it. It ended up being just the perfect tool in so many ways. And I've talked about that forever. I don't need to. But what I'm talking about here is the idea that if you decide to put on the vest, some of these buy the coffee situations are just going to come to you. People assume I work at the casino. Even with a beer in my hand and my wife with me holding hands, they assume I work at the casino. And they come up and they ask for directions. They ask for help with the ATM machine. They ask where this is. They ask how to do that. And if I have the information, I don't correct them. I don't tell them I don't work at the casino. It's not my job. It's none of my business. I just step into that role and I help with what they need. I point them in the right direction. I get the old lady who's confused by the lights and noises, who just wants a cup of coffee and is asking me as an employee, where would she find a place to literally get a cup of coffee? I, yeah, that happened so long ago that it naturally fell here and I didn't realize it was exactly about buying coffee. I give directions. I tell them where the player's card is. I tell them how to solve whatever thing they need solved. I just do it. That's buying the coffee. And it's not going to happen to you if you choose to use another, if you use a fanny pack instead of a vest as your organizational tool, that's not going to happen to you, right? That's that's off the table if you go fanny pack. 
Nothing wrong with going fanny pack. Perfectly good, perfectly good organizational choice. I've seen this all happen so much that even when they walk up and realize as they get kind of close to me that I'm not an employee, they'll go, oh, I'm sorry. You don't, And I say, it's okay. What do you need? Maybe I can help. It's almost always something easy. It's almost always something I can handle and I just handle it and take care of it. No reason not to buy the coffee in those situations. And I'm free, freestyling this here. And as I think about what I'm going to tell you next, I realized that there is a possibility that some of you are going to listen to this next part and think our old friend, the hero crook dilemma is in play with some of these. And I just am kind of honestly, just kind of realizing that I told you a few episodes back about the young man who needed caffeine and couldn't afford Red Bull or wasn't willing to use some of his money for the evening to buy a rather expensive Red Bull at the casino. And I used my tier status to get a free Red Bull and I gave it to him. He was grateful The bartender gave me a knowing smile and appreciate the tip. That's the hero side. And that's what I was going to tell you about. I was just going to tell you that story again and illustrate that while it was Red Bull, this is an excellent example of buying the coffee. At his level, Red Bull costs $6. At my level of tier status, the Red Bull is free. I just bought the Red Bull for free, but I realized in this very moment that from the point of view of the casino, I just stole money from them. Basically, I did. He wasn't going to buy it, but they would have sold it to somebody else in theory. I guess we're getting. Wow, I'm mentally conflicted here. I'm ethically conflicted. Maybe this should have been a Robin Hood casino wisdom. (laughs) I'm going to go forward. I'm going to keep going. Uh, This has the same problem. Okay, I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, (laughs) I, I may regret doing this segment at some point my local casino requires you to pay for parking it's expensive on a cheap day it's expensive and it gets absurd if something's going on downtown so i'm at the bar i literally have a water and i'm going through my results for the day i'm just kind of doing a final wrap-up check kind of looking things over making sure that i've got the math right that i've won what i thought i won and guy comes up to another guy they're they're apparently going to a game and guy A asks guy B, where'd you park? I'm sorry I'm late. Where'd you park? And guy A says the casino garage. And B says, dude, didn't you see the sign? Parking 60 bucks. There's a game today. I walked eight blocks and I still paid $20. And they're panicked. They're panicked. 60 bucks for parking. Now, those are, there's the question. And I wasn't going to show it this way. But I guess the dilemma, was I a hero? Because I bought the coffee? Because what I did was I said, guys, give me a minute. I got you covered. I'll take care of you. And I go to the kiosk and I print out a, if you're over 50, parking is free slip. But it doesn't say anything about being old on the slip. I know this. I'm using my casino knowledge, right? I know that the slip says nothing about being over 50. I know the slip doesn't have a player's card number on it. I know the slip is read by a machine at the end. There's a a QR code or whatever they call the square block things that gets scanned and the gate goes up. So... I, par- I I print the over 50 parking slip because I'm tier four. I don't need a slip to get out. It's just extra to me. I don't need it. I'm not going to use it in any way. And so I print out the slip and I go back and I hand it to them. And I'll confess in the moment, I kind of thought I was buying the coffee. I kind of thought I was being not a hero. I'm just being a normal guy helping out. But I do understand if someone is listening and saying, I just, I was a crook. I just stole $60 from the casino that they were going to make. I guess I, yeah, you figured out. I don't know. I'm so conflicted. Uh, it sounded good in the moment. This was supposed to be use what you need know to help people out. And maybe I need to add a personal filter and make sure that I am helping, not 
hurting anyone. As I said, you guys can figure that one out. Let me give you a couple examples here that uh, I don't think we'll have any conflicts about. It uh, involves using what we know about casinos, what comes to us as a result of going to casinos, and applying that knowledge or that resource in other ways. And here's a great example. So I'm not sure how she came up with the information, but Mrs. TRG says to me one evening, hey, I just found out that there are some Ukrainian refugees that are moving into the area. They've got housing, but they have nothing to cook with. How do you feel about going going through stuff and, and putting together a care package? And I said, well, that's a great idea. You know, we've got the the Airbnb stuff for the uh, the heir to the throne all set up. We don't really need that. We've been collecting some stuff. So we went through we went through the closet, we went through the inventory, and we put together a whole bunch of pots and pans and and it, uh, cookware and just all kinds of stuff. I mean, we filled two bags, uh, very good sized bags with all kinds of things. And somebody came to pick it up and they were just so happy and so grateful. And that's an excellent example of buying the coffee, right? We took stuff the casino gave us that we didn't have an immediate need for, that we were just holding for future situations, and we said, here, we don't need this. She had something else similar that we kind of heard about together that was a family that had a house fire, and they had no bedding, and obviously that's an emergency. Well, we had just been collecting bedding, and the bedding was not for the size beds that any of us had any need for more bedding for. So we put that all together, sheets and comforters and pillows, pillowcases, all of that kind of stuff. Another excellent example of buying the coffee, of using stuff that came to us as a result of our skills at the game of casino gambling that we could turn around and use to benefit someone else. An excellent example of this casino wisdom. Let me push on to the concluding story. Let me push on to a story that has no ethical conundrums. <laughs> wow, ethical conundrums. Good one, TRG. Uh, let me let me go with the, the concluding story. Little long. Think you'll appreciate it. Uh, years ago, I'm in my local casino. I'm sitting at the video poker bar. I'm waiting, kind of killing time. Something's going on. I'm going to be there a while. So I'm just sitting at the video poker bar, playing a little 25 sent video poker, not particularly trying to win anything. Five, six stools down, I noticed there's a, a young woman and she's she's struggling. She's, she's nodding off. She's struggling to stay awake. And then I further realized that there is just at a distance in both directions, security that is paying attention to her. Uh, you generally cannot sleep in a casino. Uh, they will ask you to leave if you're you know, sound asleep at a casino. So they're obviously, in my opinion, paying attention to this young woman because her head is nodding. She's shaking herself awake and she sees me and she comes over and she says, excuse me, do you have a charger for my phone? My phone is dead. And I ask her what kind of phone she had. And she has an Android phone. And I said, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't have the right charger for your phone. And she says, okay, thank you, thank you. And she walks back, and she seemed a little under the influence of something, and maybe she was just tired. I don't know. But she's struggling. She's struggling. I'm playing some video poker. I'm really not paying much attention. And at one point, I see the security guard start to walk over, and then he gets a call on his radio, and he kind of changes his mind. And uh, she comes back over. She says, excuse me, I- I'm sorry to bother you. My phone is dead. Would you have a charger for my phone? 
And I said, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't. And she clearly doesn't realize we just had this conversation maybe 10 minutes prior. Here's where the metaphorical and literal buying the coffee comes in. So I look at my watch and I realize that in just a couple of minutes, the VIP lounge is going to open. And I know that I'm allowed to take a guest. I'm using my knowledge of casinos and how they operate. And I know that that room, they because I've been there many, many, many times, many, too many times, perhaps my wife would say. But I know that they, as a courtesy to their VIP guests, I know that they keep charge cables on hand for a variety of phones. And I know they have plugs under the bar where you can plug those cables in. And so first, to make sure it doesn't seem scummy, right? That's not what the kids would say. So I don't appear to be a creep. I think that's what kids would say. I say to her, hey, I don't know if you know this, but if you just go downstairs one level, there's a door into the mall, and I'm sure there's somewhere at the mall where you can get a cable. And she says, I don't have any money. I don't have any money, and my friend is coming to get me, but I have to have my phone working for my friend to know so that my friend can tell me that she's here. I said, okay, well, I can get into the, the VIP lounge upstairs, and if it's okay with you, you can come in as my guest and we will get you a cable and we will get you some coffee and we will get your phone charged so that your friend can text you. And she says, really? Really? And I said, yeah, we just will go up the escalator. We're going to stay in the same building, but we'll, we'll get you a cup of coffee and, and we'll, 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 we'll get you your phone charged. So we do, we go up, Chrissy, the bartender, you know, gets us coffee, gets me a drink and get her, get started charging her phone. And she proceeds to tell me. And once again, this is hearsay. I can't verify any of it. I don't know. I'm going to repeat to you a paraphrase of what she told me. Apparently she lived with her boyfriend. They had a fight the night before she ran out with out of coat with her purse, but not much money. And flip-flops and we're late fall it was not the right time to be wearing flip-flops and she got on a bus and the first place that the bus got that was open 24 hours was the casino and she came into the casino and now it's four o'clock in the afternoon and this happened the evening before so she's been in the casino fighting to stay awake this whole time and she has no money what little money she had got spent on bus fare and I suspect probably some drinks. And that may have been a reasonable response to whatever she was dealing with her boyfriend. But she felt she had to get away from him. She'd come to the casino and her, her girlfriend was going to come get her and she was going to go stay at her girlfriend's house. And she was in a panic because her phone was dead and she was going to have no way to talk to her friend. And she knew she couldn't fall asleep. So coffee, that helps with the sleep a little. Phone gets charged. As the phone gets charged, it gets turned on. And we wait a few minutes. And, 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 and she texts her friend and her friend texts back that, you know, what part of what door to the casino should she be at? The girl doesn't know the names of any streets. So Chrissy and I help her out and get her the name of a street and a door. And we walk down and I see her get in the car with uh, a female. And I assume that we're done here. And that is an excellent illustration of buying the coffee not literally buying the coffee but the excellent example of i knew where cables were available i had access to cables i knew all of those things and this was a situation where they could be applied and i'm i'm not looking to be patted on the back i'm looking to show you 
that this wisdom is a great metaphor for things that we can all do, for things that we can all do to use the knowledge and skills we have to help others in situations. It is not all about the casino lifestyle involves more things than winning money and enjoying luxury. And in my opinion, this is one of the things it that should be in should be involved is using what we know and can do that others don't know or can't do for themselves to in some situations help out in small ways. And then I will tell you the last just funny part of the story because I go back to the VIP lounge and and I get another drink. And I've known Chrissy for a while. I've known her for a long while. Great, great lady, about my age. And she serves my drink and she's kind of looking at me like she's not happy. And kind of giving me a, what have you been up to, TRG, kind of look. And I said, I met her downstairs about 20 minutes ago. She was falling asleep. She couldn't, She her phone was dead. She ran away from a boyfriend she was afraid of last night. I don't know her name. I haven't been outside the building with her other than make sure she got in a car with her girlfriend. <laughs> and she goes, oh, well, good for you. Good for you. If I'd have known that, I'd have gotten her some of our secret supply of potato chips so that she could have something to eat. And I went, oh, you have a secret supply of potato chips? I didn't know that. Now I've been educated and informed. All right, folks, buy the coffee. Use our superior skills and our superior knowledge to help those you can and make your own decisions as far as heroes and crooks go. I think the next thing up is a trip to the virtual VIP lounge. Let's do that. Let's go have some fun. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the most must-listen-to segment in Casino Lifestyle Podcasting. Each and every episode, the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge and our lounge is, in fact, open. As always, we have the best virtual everything virtually all the time. By that, I mean we have the best virtual food at the virtual buffet. We have the best virtual adult beverages. We have locally bottled, handcrafted, artisanal soft drinks. We have fancy still and sparkling water. We have whatever kind of virtual mocha, latte, chino, coffee thing you might want to enjoy. Grab a virtual something make a virtual plate if you can press pause grab something in real life and then come back and join me mrs trg is at a brunch with girlfriends and then going to see a play today so i am very much doing a bachelor's brunch as i sit here in front of the microphone doing this episode i have a glass of orange juice and a lemon pop tart it's not all casino lifestyle all the time unfortunately so here's what i'm going to do i'm giving you observations for a whole month Right here today, whole month of October 2022, I'm going to give you the results for the month of October 2022. It is very close to the beginning of November as I'm recording this before it get, gets sent off to edit. And I am going to try as much as possible to record segments for the next two weeks so that when we get to the middle of the month, I can just give you results for two weeks along with the other segments I've already pre-recorded and I am going to try to keep a fairly rigorous two episodes two weeks at a time format going forward I am going to try fingers crossed prayers to the gods of gambling wherever and whoever they might be we will see if I succeed or fail I'm going to try a lot of travel Eh, a lot of travel, some travel, multiple trips, a lot of things to talk about. I'm going to pull this up and break things out for you. And I'm going to, over the course of this uh, observation uh, and and things that happened, I'm, I'm going to have some things that tie right back into the other things that we've been, been talking about in this episode. I am not going to try to tell you 
I won X, I lost Y, I won X, I lost Y. I'm, I'm not going to try to do that. I'm going to give you a general sense of the flow of the month, and I'm not going to bury the headline, I made plenty of money this month. I'm not going to leave a lot of mystery here, folks. When I get to observe, when I get to the results, run down the month number by number in the dollar a day format. At the end of this, we are going to find out that I won money, that I won plenty of money, that it was a good month. But it didn't start as a good month, and that is an important place for us to start. I need to tell you about day one, and uh, then the third of the month. I need to tell you about the first and third of the month to set the stage for things. Even though I've told you I won plenty of money. I don't want you to believe it's all winning all the time because it's not. It's winning the month, not the table, the machine, or the day. And to illustrate that, let me tell you about the very first day of the month. It was a Saturday, and I do not normally gamble on Saturday unless I'm traveling. I usually have other things to be involved in, and I'm doing things with my wife, and I'm doing things with my grandkids. But on this particular Saturday at my local casino, instead of the really nice gift that they normally give to tier four members every month, every month tier four normally gets a really nice gift and then four other small gifts that like everybody gets, or most people, not everybody, but many, many people get the small gifts, one big gift also on a different day for those at the fourth tier. But this particular month, the month of October, 2022, instead of a really nice gift, they are giving us instead some free slot play. And I plan around my promotions, and I wanted to know in the future if I should bother with this free slot play or if I should not bother. So I needed to know how much it was going to be, right? It's a whole bunch of money. If it's a day's pay, I want to go get that. And if it's uh, not enough money to buy a coffee, I really don't care. And that's not a buy the coffee reference. Um, (laughs) It's just what came to mind. Sorry about that. I should be a little thematically, a little more thematically uh, consistent, I guess. So I go down, I find out the slot play is a joke. It wasn't worth my time. I had already swung by the slot parlor that has the horse track and won some money with free play there. And I win a little money playing bubble craps and sit down at the blackjack table and quickly have a, a tier one negative exit. That's significant. It's significant enough that it kind of sends me to level two. And I was maybe getting a little reachy and maybe getting a little greedy because I just didn't want this to take very long. And it didn't. I quickly had a tier two loss, maybe tried to take things back a little too quickly. I ended up with a three unit bet, pair of fives, dealer five, I double, I get a 10 and the dealer has perfect 21 with a five card draw. It literally went 12. 14, 16, 21. So I started the, the, started the month with a loss and I was not willing. My time roll was probably too small. My patience was probably wrong. I was probably annoyed by the fact that the, the gift I went to get wasn't worth the trip. And I just stopped. I just wasn't going to go put myself in that big hole. I wasn't. And, and I, in hindsight, I approached it wrong. I should have skipped anything after the bubble craps win and just considered it an informational day. So look, here's a, here's a confession, I guess, sort of. It is uh, a pleasant new challenge to have to feel like I'm going to win all the time and, and to temper that expectation. This is a case of when things didn't go well, my time roll was a little smaller than it should have been. My, my patience and my mindset wasn't probably what it should have been. And I just took the relatively small loss for the day rather than adding a tier three Meta Martingale to it, which who knows, might have fixed it. So fast forward a couple days, go down to the casino for my normal stuff. And I, I see Gabriel's at the craps table. I see the walking Wikipedia's at the craps table. 
And I decide, even though I lost money playing bubble craps, that I'm just going to hang out with Gabriel. Well, Gabriel had a pop or two, and uh, he's annoyed. Somebody doesn't do something he wants them to do. He's upset, and he switches tables, and I pick up my uh, Canadian whiskey, and I follow him because I really just hadn't seen him in a while, wanted to hang out and wanted to catch up. And I'm not sure why we switched tables. I'm not sure that that was a particularly smart thing, but quickly things went really badly for me. I was just doing basic Iron Cross, and I was just really trying to stay conservative and even even and, and, and hang out a little bit. I lost most of a day's pay hanging out with Gabriel. Now, keep in mind, first day of the month, I had, uh, I had lost uh, well over two days pay. And so now I'm down three days and I eventually did have a winning blackjack table and a winning blackjack table. And I did start the process of crawling back up out of the mess that had been made, but I allowed myself to start the month with the wrong time roll and then get impatient and then decided to gamble as much for entertainment as for profit. And so I started the month with a whole lot more losing than winning, but I did start the process of climbing out. And a few days later, I had a really, really, I'm going to say it was a fun table. I'm not sure. <laughs> I I was amused by it, and then I was annoyed by it, and now in hindsight, I'm amused by it again. So they've been training new dealers at my local casino, and so I sit down with somebody that I've never had as a dealer before, and he's uh, he's chatty, which is fine. I'm, I'm all in favor of chatty, and he's new to dealing, and his his dealer method is to keep in various situations saying, did you know, did you happen to know, that was his thing, did you happen to know that at some places you could surrender that hand? And I said, I did know that. You can surrender that hand in almost all of Pennsylvania and some parts of the East Coast in Atlantic City. And he said, oh, that's interesting. So then a little bit later, I get a pair of tens, I have a 20, and he's got, I don't know, an eight or something showing, and he goes, did you know that some people think they should split that, even though basic strategy doesn't tell us that. And I said, yeah, I, I, I knew that. So we keep getting this, right? We keep getting the most basic of basic, the most simple of simple blackjack facts shared with me as a, did you happen to know? And so I eventually got so tired of, did you happen to know, even though I was winning, that I finally said to him, this isn't really fair to you. Your new to, to dealing. You're, you're, you're a new dealer here. You don't know me. You, you don't know who I am. And I, I feel like I'm being unfair to you here. Did you happen to know that I'm a professional gambler and I do this every day here and I win lots of money and I do a podcast that I've been doing for two years and I teach people all over the world how to do this. And I track all my play to the penny and I know exactly how much I make every month. And he didn't miss a beat. I thought I'd turned him off. That was the goal, right? The goal is to, to turn off the, did you happen to know by establishing that I probably know everything he's telling me and a lot more. And he went, Oh, that's really interesting. Did you happen to know? <laughs> I waited till the right exit point. I'm not sure I'm going to select him as my dealer the next time. It's fun. It's a fun story. The did you happen to know story could have been a, a, a VIP lounge story almost all on its own, right? I could have made him more character. I could have given him another name. I, I could have made that almost a whole segment, but I did want to include that here. And then the fun part of that day, 
was I ran into Kindred Spirit. And he's a guy I'm just getting to know. He's just becoming an ally. He's an absolutely brilliant guy. He completely understands uh, the game of casino gambling and is always willing to learn and, and, and learn some more. But he and I had two really interesting conversations. We, we talked about two, two really very different uh, topics that I thought were both very interesting. And the first is that we were remarking on the fact that my local casino has gone in the past three or four months from cutting two decks out of an eight-deck shoe at the back, and that's traditionally done to prevent card counters from having success because card counters love it when the cut card is as far back as possible. And they've recently gone from doing that to cutting out less than a third of a deck. It makes the shoes really, really long. It's a card counter's dream situation. And so he and I were just kind of back and forth with about this at the bar. And he said that he just read an article that explained it. And apparently the math has been done by someone somewhere. This is, uh, this is me telling you someone else's story to me. So unverified, but apparently he was reading an article and what they had found was that at a full, at a full pit, that if they place the cut card at the back, very, very far back, yes, they are exposing themselves to card counters, but they would need two card counters in the building undetected in this fictional casino he's telling me about that they're doing the math on. They would need two card counters playing perfectly for eight hours to lose more than they win by having the cut card move further back and getting more hands between shuffles because shuffles are dead time. And shuffles cause players to go to the bathroom and shuffles hold up the game. So unless they believe that they are going to have two card counters counting perfectly undetected in any other way for a full shift, every shift, then it just makes more sense financially for them to move the cut card way back. And since I don't know everything about gambling, and since I do want to know everything about gambling, I thought this was incredibly useful information for me to have, and now all of you have it as well. And then the other thing he told me that told me was uh, I found really fun, has nothing really to do with gambling, it has more to do with how life works. So he was sharing with me that his wife does like to gamble, and he prefers to gamble when she's around. I can relate to that. That is also true of myself. And what he also shared that's funny is that he wins a lot more than she does. I can relate to that. And then it tends to be that what she loses, he replaces. I can relate to that. And what she wins, she often keeps. <laughs> and Mrs. Terry doesn't go quite that far, but she does, she does sometimes say some of her slot wins are not going back into my pocket. They're, they're going with her to wherever her money goes that I don't know about. He was sharing the same thing. And he was saying that every once in a while, cause he, he will play a full martingale happily. He will make the seventh bet, the, the table, almost table max bet, knowing that if he loses it, he's lost almost twice table max and he makes money doing it. And he has from his words, an infinite bankroll, but he does have a bag of money that he keeps specifically for gambling wins and gambling losses. And he was sharing that every once in a while, that bag starts to get a little, a little more empty than he would like. And he tries to tell his wife, Hey, you got to give some of that back. And she does, but there's sometimes a little friction there. And I can respect that too, because I said, we're kindred spirits. We really are. Uh, I've had that experience several times where I, 
Mrs. TRG plays a losing slot machine. She comes to the blackjack table. She tells me she didn't didn't do very well, and she hands me her slip for less than $100, and I hand her $100. So her money is right. Her walking around the casino money without me is right, and the results have been recorded, and our results are right. But there have been a few times where that's happened two or three times, like when we go to our home casino or casino one and she's not having a lot of luck playing slots that I'll do that three, four times. And then we'll go to brunch and she'll have a, a win and she's like going to keep it. I'm like, hold it, hold it. No, I, I, I fixed the losses three, four times last night. You can have the next one, but I need that one back. You, you're not up for slots for this trip. So when you're up for slots for the trip, then you can start keeping the winnings but until then I'm fixing them. So you got to give them back. And it's not a point of friction. I just thought it was really interesting that he had the the same experience. He, he's had the same exact thing happen in his life. Uh, always like seeing and hanging out with him. He has become a new ally, a new friend of the podcast, a new friend of mine. And that's a, a great thing. That's a por- important aspect of living a casino lifestyle. As important as the winning and as important free stuff is the most important thing is the very good friends that you will make. The people that will go from being an ally to being a casino friend to just being a friend. And I've had it happen so many times. It is such a great part of this. It will happen for all of you. Uh, I guarantee it. It will be part of your casino lifestyle in a very short period of time. Mrs. TRG and I did uh, did take an overnight trip to our home casino, Casino 2, which is about uh, two and a half hours south and east of our home and did that really just as date night just as a way for mrs trg to get out of teacher mode and and into uh retired gambler mode and it was a very break even event uh event uh, i was going to say affair then i was going to say event then it became a fervent i don't know what that word was but it was a great trip it was a great trip as a couple we had a great time we basically broke even. And the thing I wanted to share with you is we basically broke even because as my, my notes, the last note I made uh, on the Saturday night that we were there was a note that said at 11.45 p.m., tier three minus day's pay walked away from stupid. And I'll be honest, we'd had quite a few adult beverages. Uh, now almost a month later, I don't particularly recall why the other player was stupid. There was something going on there that I decided at 11.45 at night, it was just time to call it a night, it was just time to walk away, that whoever I was playing with was a negative impact on me, and I wasn't even going to try to find another table at 11.45 at night, I was just going to walk away from stupid and, and, and wrap up date night. And that's a fine choice. As I said, we won money for the month. It was a break-even trip. Uh, casino lifestyle for sure, right? If you can take your wife away for Saturday night, buy her dinner on Saturday night, have a hotel room comped on Saturday night, have a great evening, and leave the next morning with the same money you walked in with, well, you won just enough to cover your expenses. Good for you. You did great. Our casino wisdom today, our new casino wisdom, casino wisdom number 50, is buy the coffee. And I struggled a little bit uh, much to my surprise to find a couple that had some hero crook components and that's fine. The, the illustrations were what they were and the choices that can be made. I want to give you another example of buying the coffee. Gabriel's uncle sometimes gambles at my local casino and his Gabriel had told me that many times and told me that his uncle and his aunt come down quite a bit and his 
uncle has been up to some shenanigans. So I kind of had a sense of who he was, but I never met him, never seen him. And several months ago now, I was sitting at the bar and this older gentleman engaged me in conversation. And then his wife came up and he said a couple things that struck me as strange. And his wife kind of behind his back kind of gave me a don't worry about it, don't worry about it kind of thing. And then when he stepped away for a minute, she introduced herself by her first name and told me a little bit about herself and explained that her husband had some uh, dementia, oncoming dementia, ish, dementia, dementia issues, can't say that word for some reason when I need it most, and that I sh- shouldn't be concerned. She just found that he, he's always loved gambling, he's always loved casinos, and casinos. this casino had become a, a place she could bring him and get him out of the house and do some things, and he felt comfortable here, and that the staff understood and and it was a safe space for him and and it was a, a good place for them to spend time for that reason and that's when it hit me i was like that's when i was like oh you're gabriel's aunt and uncle and she said oh you know gabriel i was like yeah he and i've been friends for a long time he told me he used to come here i'm so so nice to meet you blah 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 and so now fast forward I, i'm i'm sitting at the bar on this random day in october and she's not around. I mean, obviously she's around somewhere, but she's not sitting there at the bar. And he's sitting there at the bar like three stools over. And he comes over and he says, hey, can I talk to you? And we're the only two people at the bar. He's like, I don't want to bug you. And he's showing no indication that he remembers me in any way, shape or form. I say, sure. Yeah, of course. And, and we sit and we talk and we talk for the better part of an hour. I was ready to leave when he sat down. I was just finishing up for the day and we talked for the better part of an hour. Just the two of us at the bar, no one else at the bar, no one else around. He asked me at least three times what my primary game was. He asked me some other questions twice. He also told me some great stories about gambling at craps tables in Las Vegas where the minimum bet was a dollar. And I said, well, if the minimum bet's a dollar, how do you play the six or the eight? You know, how do you place the six or the eight? Because you know, if it's $1, it needs to be increments of six and whatever. I was confused by the idea that a dollar game, how would some of the bets be made and paid? And he goes, oh, back then they didn't even care about that. It just made the house's advantage bigger. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, so I legitimately did learn some things over the course of answering some of the same questions multiple times. And it struck me that that is uh, an excellent example of buying the coffee. That just is. Neat conversation. I learned a lot. Got to know my friend's uncle a little better. Got to hear some great stories, and it's okay that he asked me the same thing three or four times. It was an excellent use of my time, even though I was almost done. What else have we got? What else have we got? I did make a trip to the MGM property that is uh, roughly two and a half hours west and north of my house. It was a great trip. Won some money. The comp room was great. Got upgraded to a, a, a high floor and a great view. And that was another one of those, you know, I used to tell you these in detail, but that was another one of those. I hit one, two, three, four, five casinos in about 26, 28 hours. I, I didn't drive by casinos where I had good stuff available and not take advantage of the good stuff. So we had a trip to the home casino, Casino 2. We had a trip to the MGM Casino to continue working on tier points. Also, just to, to finish the trip part, I did have a, uh, did do a, a brunch trip to my, to my parents' house and did go and get some more Caesars tier points. I continue to try to make sure that I hit diamond status. We did take a trip to Casino 1. Uh, like, quite frankly, Casino 1 is an easy place for us to get comped. 
It's a fun place to stay. The spa is very nice and relatively inexpensive. The steakhouse is very nice or inexpensive. And, in, and as steakhouses go, inexpensive. It's an expensive place, but inexpensive as steakhouses go. And um, it, the funny part about that, the only reason I bring up that piece is that I we were going on Saturday, just Saturday date night. And so... I'm, I'm at my local casino. I'm, I'm doing some winning. Uh, I run into my friend Spiked Dice and I say, Oh, hey, are you just starting or are you, are you just getting in? Are you just heading out? And he goes, Oh, I'm heading out. I'm heading out. He goes, I just, I came down. I wanted to get my gift. I wanted to get my free bet, but I'm heading to, and he didn't say casino one, obviously, but I'm heading to casino one. I'm not doing any gambling here this weekend. I got two comped nights and I'm just going to go down and hang out. I'm like, Oh, cool. We'll be there the next day. We'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, great. I'll see you tomorrow. And we did see him tomorrow. We did hang out for a while, spent a little time with him at the craps tables. Uh, won a little money, but once again, was more just doing date time and and hanging out and and having fun more than we were trying to necessarily win every last dollar but that's the great thing as i said do this long enough and you start to have allies everywhere and you start to have allies that you see more than one place and you start to see friends more than one place couple of other little just gambling tidbits let me see here let me see here what else do i have so i told you in the uh in the open of the, the episode that I was going to show you illustrations of, of a couple things several different ways. And I have with the, the buy the coffee stuff. And we talked about people that get scared a couple of times today. People get scared when I tell them I can help them solve a problem. And you know I'm willing to help them for free. I'm not trying to make any money off them, but they get scared. So I'm at my local casino. I'm, I'm playing uh, just at a, a normal blackjack table. And a player beside me complains after we'd been playing for a while, and he'd been complaining about a variety of things for a while, but you know, he hits the table after loss. Can't believe it. I just can't win two in a row. Why can't I win two in a row? It just doesn't work. He, obviously, he's trying to win strings of hands, and the table's doing lose one, win one, lose one, win one, and he's angry and frustrated. And so I just said, hey, I do a podcast. I have a solution to that. What solution am I thinking? I'm thinking TRG Wagering System 4 or TRG Wagering System 1. Both of those solve lose one, win one, lose one, win one, win one, lose one. Say it either, say it either way you want to say it. But eventually, either of those systems will get on, on, on page and it'll solve this problem. And so I say, you know, we actually figured out a solution to this. It, it'll, it'll work great. And he's scared. He's deer in the headlights scared. He is, he has no clue how to respond to the idea that someone is going to tell him how to fix, lose a hand, win a hand, win a hand, lose a hand, say it however you want to say it. And he quickly colors up what little money he has left and leaves because I've given him the very scary suggestion that I do a podcast and I know how to solve the thing he's angry enough to hit the table over. Still don't get it. That's why I need all of you to help. You say you listen to a podcast. It's really helped your game. I suspect people are not scared, but I tell them I do a podcast and, and, and they're scared. They're terrified. Another mistake that I want to acknowledge that I have started to see could negatively affect what I want to do because I have, and that's why I want to share it with you so that if it happens in your life, you're aware and you can avoid the problem. And here's the situation. I'm getting toward the end of the month. The month has gone well. I am convinced I am very good at this. Pride goes before a fall. I didn't fall this time, but I had the potential to. So things are good, right? And I'm playing, and I reach the point where I have a winning situation. 
and I'd had some small wins earlier, had a bubble craps win earlier. So I have a relatively small amount of money that I need to get to have my day's pay. And I'm short just a little bit of it, just a tiny little bit. And somehow my brain doesn't say, let it go. My brain doesn't say, okay, you're, you're down. You, you need to win another part of a wager. You lost one full wager, cut it off and leave. My brain somehow gets stuck on, I got to win the last dollar because I always win the last dollar. I always win more than the last dollar. I sometimes win double or triple the last dollar. I, I got to get this last dollar. Dumb thinking, dumb, dumb, dumb thinking. And so I end up staying in the process, staying in the process of TRG four at a one tier game, a tier one Meta Martingale game. And of course, something ends up being split and doubled. And now I'm way far away. <laughs> I ended up taking a negative exit for the table. I ended up taking a negative exit in a small amount at the next table, and I ended up at tier two. When I could have been gone 30, 40 minutes earlier and been, oh gosh, I earned half a unit less than a full day's pay. I got so mentally stuck that I ended up at tier two. Now, I fixed it. It was fine. I ended up winning like a day and a half's pay. But in the grand scheme of things, it was ridiculous to risk, in theory, five days pay to get half a unit. It was dumb. It was really dumb, which is why I'm here telling you about the really dumb thing I did. I got to learn that just because I'm successful almost every day, that doesn't mean I can do dumb things and always get away with it. I was fortunate. I really was. And then the other one I want to tell you about is a fun one. But it kind of falls in the same vein. I made what was going to be for sure, no matter what, win or lose, my last bet. I had won more than I wanted to win for the day. I had lost one wager. I was making the two-unit wager. And either way, I was going to be done for the day. I ended up with nines split four times and doubled once. And that means basically with two units out there that if I had lost all of these hands, I was going to be starting over. The good news is I didn't start over. I won all the hands. It was great. It was wonderful. I won way more than I was trying to win. But I always talk about this, and that's why I wanted to bring it into the podcast and into the episode. I wanted to bring you this real-world illustration of something that I tell you does happen. If blackjack is your game, and maybe this is the reason blackjack isn't your game. Maybe your game is Baccarat. Maybe your game is don't pass on the craps line. Maybe your game is don't pass bubble craps because you don't want this, right? That may be. That's fine. But I always talk to you about this. I wanted to show you that it could have caused a, a start over. I could have had to it at that point. If I had lost all of those, I would have been regrouping, which we talked about earlier. I'd have been regrouping and starting over and having to win the same money all over again and potentially not winning it and having to then move up through the tiers. And that doesn't mean those wouldn't have been winning days, but this was very close to the end of the month. This could have been a good situation gone bad. And luckily it wasn't. Luckily I just won uh, a great deal more money. So let's see, let's see, let's see. Anything else here in my notes? Let's scroll through. That was pretty close, as I said, to the end of the month. No, I, I think I've done a good job of pulling out the important parts of reflecting back on a couple of the themes of the episode, a couple aspects of the episode that we've been talking about. All right, so I already told you that it was a winning month. Let's dig into the numbers. Let's pull things up. This will 
be on the website as a blog post. This is going to be done in the $1 a day format. And if you are new, that just means that I have a number I want to win every day. I take all of my results for the month and I divide them by that amount. So it doesn't matter how much you make in a day. It doesn't matter how much you want to win gambling. If you make $50 a day, multiply all my numbers by 50. If you make $50,000 a day, multiply all my numbers by 50,000. We all have different parts in our lives. We all make different money. We all consider different money important. It does not matter what important or unimportant money is to you. What matters is, is you know how much you make in a day. And I'm going to assume that what you make in a day is important to your life or you wouldn't be doing it all day to make that amount of money. I'm going to tell you how many days of this and how many days of that. And I'm going to tell you it as if I earned only $1 a day. I do this not, once again, to impress you or brag or make you think that some brilliant thing has happened. Well, I want you to think something brilliant has happened, but I want you to do it in your life. I'm doing this because one of the core concepts is play for the month. Play for the time period. That's what that means. Judge yourself on a period of time. If you gamble five days a week and you want to judge yourself a week at a time, I get that. I completely do. And if you only gamble three weekends a month and you say, I'm going to judge myself by the quarter and keep good records, I completely get that. For me, I like to gamble a month at a time. I like to look at it. But that's a core concept is gamble for a period of time, not for just the machine or the day. Recognize that you're going to have losing machines, losing tables, even losing days. Those are all going to happen. And if you gamble a month at a time, I think you will find that most months you will have a winning month financially. Profit after expenses. Cash money after expenses. Depending on how much you are able and willing to do the Meta Martingale. You, if you don't do the Meta Martingale, from what I'm observing, you will have a bit of a choppier time of it. And that's okay. You will win most months. And the months that you don't win, you will be given more in free stuff. Comps, gifts, free bets, match bets, free play, food, shows. You will be given more than what you lost and spent. There have not been very many casino combat months where I actually lost money gambling, and did not get back more than that in free stuff. I, we might have had one. We, we, I'm not even sure without looking, but we have not had more than one. Casino combat works. We've established that, unless we haven't. Unless we find out 10 years from now I'm wrong. That's the idea here. We're following one of the core concepts. We're not saying, look at me, look what amazing things I, I did. So here we go. On the dollar a day scale, I won at table games. And we are including bubble craps as a table game. And you will see if you look on the website that I have now broken out the bubble craps results. So you can see those separately from the craps table results. But I am including bubble craps in the results this month and then breaking them out. We won $23.78 rounding down. If I earned a dollar a day, you'll see the unrounded numbers on the on the, the website, but I did not do that to the thousandth uh, thousandth of a penny there. So $23.78 won playing table games. We played a hundred, watch this ratio. This is the Meta Martingale ratio. We played 132 blackjack tables. 60 of them were winning tables. 72 of them were losing tables. So we won 60 out of 132. You know I won most of my money playing blackjack. So I won $23.78 if I earned a dollar a day on just 60 of 132 
winning tables. Played five craps tables. One was a winner. Four were a loser. I already told you. Most of my craps was Iron Cross and hanging out either with Spiked Dice or with Gabriel or Walking Wikipedia. That's gambling, honestly. It's it's not casino combat gambling in its fullest form. Uh, I'm not doing a lot of things that uh, would be part of the core concepts. That is really more gambling for entertainment that I hope will win than gambling purely for profit. It's kind of a mixed bag. Take that for what it's worth. I'm being honest about it. I'm being transparent. I'm telling you the numbers. I'm telling you the truth. I uh, did not win money playing craps. Lose enough money for it to matter, big picture, but I did not. Slot machines played with cash. This is slot machines played using t- the from the slot tactics book, TRG slot strategy, El Numero Dos. Okay. We played 11 machines and mostly Mrs. TRG played 11 machines. Um, Bubble Craps has kind of become my slots in a little bit, in a little bit of a way for me. We had eight winning machines. This is craziness. We had, I got to talk to her about this. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, we played 11 machines. Eight of them were winning. Three of them were losing. And we still lost uh, 68 cents on the dollar a day scale. But wait, listen to this. It's okay. We, we did lose 68 cents on the dollar a day scale. But what does playing slots generate? Playing slots is one of the ways that we get free slot play. We got $2.65 in free slot play, and we won $2.05 rounding up, $2.05 playing the free slot play. Okay, we got a little more than two and a half days pay, and we won almost two days pay, and we lost with real money, 68 cents. So we have a profit from playing slots. We applied all of the things in the, the slot tactics ebook that you can download from the Fred section of the website, we did both parts. We did both techniques and we made a nice profit. We made almost two days pay, just a little, nah, about a day and a half. Yeah, about, that's a better number. We, we made plenty of money and we had plenty of fun playing the free slot play. This is all good stuff. This is what things like this are supposed to do. They're supposed to offset each other. And we generated comps from the free slot play, right? We generated money. I'm sorry. We generated comps from the play we did with our own money. That generated free slot play in addition to the comps. Taken as a whole, this is all good. This is not a big deal. We had his expenses. We had, um, oh wait, I'm sorry. Let me back up a step. So profit and loss. No, no, no. Got to even go further back than that. I played 25 bubble craps tables. I had 13 winning tables. I had 12 losing tables. Very close. Very 50-50. Very choppy. I won. Uh, I lost. I lost 10 cents. On the dollar a day scale, I lost 10 cents playing bubble craps. Not a big deal. Getting results. I'm still collecting data. I don't have nearly enough data points yet. I do still have over the last two months when I go back and look at it. I have a profit playing bubble craps. Um, but it's a small, tiny one. It's, it's a minuscule one. That's partially the size of the wagers. So now let's get to some of the wrap up of this. When you take it all together from the gambling point of view, free slot play, slot play, table games, bubble craps. I won with Mrs. TRG's help $25. And once again, rounding up 25 cents in the dollar a day scale, I won $25 and 25 cents of profits. 
we had expenses of $3.64 rounding up. That leaves us with a profit or loss after expenses. It leaves us with a profit of $21.61. Once again, rounding up. Let's finish out the rest of it. We got $5.52 in comps. We got $0.15 cents in match bets. We just do not get much in match bets anymore. We got received, not got. We received $1.68 in free bets over a day and a half's pay in free money to gamble with. I remember way back in like the first few episodes, I told you they were going to give you free money to gamble with. Look, they gave you free money to gamble with. I got 69 cents in gifts. Total it all up. Take it all. Add all the positives. Take out all the negatives and the positives include comps and free stuff and gifts and all of that. $31.90, we're going to round up again, $0.96, $31.96 of value into our lives from gambling. And that is now uh, eight in a row, folks. It's eight months in a row. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, in the books, eight months in a row. Nice numbers. I have, uh, I've taken some ridicule. I've uh, I've taken some insults from people that don't know what they're talking about because the idea that this is a, re- a reliable side hustle you've got you've got to be trying to rip people off TRG if you're out there saying that gambling casino gambling is a reliable side hustle how dare you sir how dare you lie to people like that and te- look I don't know what the answer is folks I don't know what the right data set is I don't know how much data is enough data But if 10 winning months in a row isn't a reliable side hustle, I guess I don't know what is. And then I will concede that I could now proceed to lose money for the next 10 years. It's possible. Maybe this is all a fluke. I really don't know. The results will be up on the website in the dollar a day form. You're welcome to tear it apart, look at it, understand it, criticize it, ask questions about it. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host. Remember your casino wisdoms. Don't tip away your wins, please. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. Who knows? In 10 years, we may found it, find out I was wrong about all of this. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I will be back very soon.